Seven of us ended up in the lifeboat. I was the only one to make it, obviously. Sharks everywhere, and the sunburn. I had to drink someone's blood just to keep going. And you know what? I vowed never, ever to go on a cruise again. Huh? What? We're recording now. Huh. Hello. My name is Piano Teeth. Thank you for letting me be inside your head. head, head, head. But who am I? And what is this? I can see you thinking. Well, as I'll be spending some time here, let me tell you a bit about myself. I have no skin. At all. I can't be up there anymore with you. And so I live down here, in the dark, with Jasper the Toad. Say hello, Jasper. Well, you'll have to say hello sometime. You will. You will. Anyway, due to my lack of skin, I spend a lot of time in the bath, soaking in various potions that soothe my skinless sinews. I get bored, and so to pass the time, I drink. Bleach. A lot of bleach. It's quite intense, minging at first, but then after a bottle or two it hits a sweet spot. It really is something. My brain starts to crack and fizz. Everything melts away and I get sucked into darkness, surrounded by a kaleidoscope of chattering voices that plunge me into a story. Different every time. And when my mind has put itself back together again, I come up, gasping for air. And rather than keep all these marvelous tales to myself, I decided to share them, because I'm kind like that. You're welcome. And so that's how I find myself here, in between your ears, your dirty, dirty ears. Right, I think that's enough of that. Let's get on with it, shall we? This story is called Circus Freaks. The crowd roared. Whoops and cheers swelled around the big top in a whirlwind that bounced off the red and white canvas. The air hung heavy. It smelt of stale beer, fags, sweat and piss. A pig ran round the ring in the middle. On his back sat a dwarf, dressed as Julius Caesar in a toga with a wreath on his head. He would dig his heels into the pig's sides, sharply, slapping it with a wooden sword, screaming, Faster, faster, forcing the pig to charge, squealing with pain and fear, chasing after another dwarf, dressed in ragged furs, as some sort of barbarian. Hector watched from behind the stalls, in the shadows at an entrance to the ring. Arms crossed, leaning on a wooden post, he wore a long red coat, its tails hanging down the back of his legs, hugging his lean frame. A black velvet waistcoat sat neatly on a faded white shirt, tucked into black and white tailored trousers that clung to his thin legs, sat in jet black polished rider's boots. He liked black. In one hand he held a tobacco brown cane, the top of which sat an embossed silver wolf's head. A skull-ringed thumb rested between its ears. In the other hand was a long clay pipe, which he tapped against a gold tooth as he listened to the crowd laughing at the two dwarfs, who now wrestled each other on the sand. The pig, too afraid to do anything else, carried on running round and round the ring. Thick pig, Hector muttered to himself, before sucking lazily on the end of the pipe. It was a full house tonight, and he smiled at the thought of counting up his takings. It was good, 
Word would spread and hopefully the next town that they rolled into would have already heard about Hector's circus, or Hector's home for the hopeless as he liked to call it. He'd gathered together a bunch of oddballs, bearded ladies, wolf children, and a man with two dicks and other misfits, throwing them together with some clowns, sword swallowers, acrobats and animals, and you've got yourself a circus. You've got yourself a show. And Hector always put on a good show. He knew exactly how to make money from the mob, appealing to their worst instincts. The emperors of Rome had the Colosseum. Hector had a tent and a bunch of freaks. And he was the master. The host. The dwarves' act was nearly finished. The barbarian lay, pretending to be wounded, while Caesar stood over him, sword in hand, holding his thumb up to the crowd, waiting for their verdict. Finish him! shouted the crowd. They roared as Caesar dramatically pointed his thumb down before driving the wooden sword into his foe. The barbarian caught the sword, holding it in his guts as he kicked and writhed before laying dead. Caesar then lifted up his toga, and standing over his vanquished enemy began to piss on him. This was too much for the crowd, who burst into manic laughter. The pig had collapsed, exhausted at the side of the ring. Its lungs wheezing as it was pelted with old apples by the howling mob, unable to do anything but stare wildly up, wishing it was anywhere but here. It was going well, Hector thought, as he finished his pipe. He turned to look at the mirror next to him. He slicked back his long black hair encased in a dollop of wax and twiddled the ends of his thin moustache. He then took the tall hat that hung on a hook next to the mirror, placing it on his head and pulling it down at an angle. You handsome bastard, he said, winking at the dark-eyed beauty reflected back at him. Ready? he called, before pulling back the curtain behind him to reveal a corridor, which also served as a dressing room. He took in the two men that stood before him, Baby and Mummy. They couldn't have been more the opposite of each other. Baby was short and round as a dumpling, rolls of pink flesh on a stocky frame with bright blue eyes that gleamed above rosy chops. Despite being an adult, no hair grew on his body, anywhere, except for a blonde tuft on the top of his head. His costume was a turquoise baby bonnet, tied in a bow hidden beneath his chins, his round belly like a peachy globe, hung over an oversized nappy made from bits of sheet. To complete the look, Hector painted a skid mark on the rear. His podgy hands were shoved into boxing gloves. He looked ridiculous, like a big, stupid baby. Hector sneered, remembering the lad's mother. She'd been the bearded lady, Greta her name was, a large woman with an incredible set of pipes and a devastating right hook. She could have been doing opera, the voice she had, but the big brown bushy beard got in the way and instead had joined Hector's circus, where she fell in love and married Oliver, who was a conjoined twin to his brother and best man at the wedding, Jamie. Despite the mechanics, she soon became pregnant and had given birth to this great lump, and so Baby had always been with the circus, at first just as a hanger-on, until his mother died. Greta, who had a penchant for arm wrestling competitions and gin, had picked a fight with a bar full of pirates. Armed with nothing but a mezzo-soprano and a chair, she lay waste to half the crew before finally being bored down in a hail of bullets. Not before she gouged out the captain's eye. Oliver was devastated. He hit the booze hard, much to the despair of his teetotal brother Jamie, who, not being in charge of the legs, was forced to go on three-day-long benders with his conjoined twin, before having to drag them both home. So overcome with grief, Oliver, despite Jamie's best efforts, threw himself off a cliff, leaving Baby without a mother and a father. 
or an uncle. Hector had let baby stay, putting him to work to earn his keep. From his mother he had inherited a powerful punch, but unlike Greta, remained hairless, save for a blonde tuft on his head. As the years went by, he had grown, more out than up, and really began to take the shape of his name, a baby. Hector could see the potential here, and it was on the arrival of Mummy that an opportunity presented itself. Mummy had been dragged into Hector's wagon one stormy night by the two clowns, Boris and Sergei. They had caught him skulking around the catering wagon, trying to leg it with half a loaf of bread and a jar of jalapenos. He now stood in front of Hector, tall and thin, head bowed, shivering, holding his side. Deep purple blotches peppered his lean frame. Blood ran from a broken nose and split lips all the way down his chin. The clowns had given him a good kicking. Hector moved closer, standing at his chest and staring into his sad grey eyes, which stared back, mournfully. Fuck me, you're tall, aren't you? Hector had finally said. And he was. Hunched over in the wagon, he had the appearance of a tree in winter, drooping. What's this? Hector jabbed his finger at a large red mark on the man's cheek, a circle that stretched from the corner of his mouth to his ear. Set within it was an angry, jagged M, burnt on his flesh, branded. You're a murderer, Hector said. No response. Well, <laughs> it's not going to stand for mummy, is it? Hector joked, and the two clowns chuckled darkly in the corner until Hector leaned in, the smile dropping from his mouth so sharply it sucked all the air from the room. You're fucked now, aren't you? The man was so tall and thin, he stood out a mile off. An idea was whirring in Hector's head. Everything was an opportunity after all. A murderer. Escape from jail, probably. Lurking in the shadows, trying to steal hard-earned food from my table. Terrorising the waifs and strays that I have taken in under my care. Me, but a humble circus owner. A modest businessman who's opened his doors to the wretched and given them gainful employment and a roof over their heads. What will the lawmen say after I've summoned them? They'll probably hang you, if you're lucky. Have you dancing on a rope in front of a crowd? Or maybe they'll let me have you, to do with as I like before feeding you to my beasts. Hector was enjoying himself, watching this wretched man squirming in front of him. But luckily for you, I'm a charitable man. I like to think the best of people. Don't I, lads? He asked the two clowns standing by the door who nodded their heads earnestly. And I have an opportunity for you to get out of this mess, to repay your debt. The man looked up, a glimmer of hope. Hector had him. Tell me, do you know how to fight? That had been a year ago, and now here they were, the main act, baby and mummy. By throwing on a dress, apron and wig with comical amounts of makeup, the man took the form of a gowlish woman, the mother to the oversized baby next to him. They would fight each other much to the delight of the crowds who took great pleasure in seeing a man pretending to be a baby and another man pretending to be his mother beating seven bells of shit out of each other. Perfect Saturday night. Remember, it doesn't matter which of you wins, but make it last. Don't go down straight away, right? Get ready. It's showtime. Taking a swig from his hip flask, Hector turned and swooped down the corridor. A zebra carrying a juggling chimp came charging past off of the ring. Their handler came running past, cracking a whip over their heads. 
Hector threw up his cane, catching it and spinning it round his hand before throwing up his arms and stepping into the ring. He turned in the centre circle, ensuring that all eyes were on him, commanding their silence before he began. Hearing the hush that fell about him, he cracked a smile. Ladies and gentlemen, are we having a good time? A roar erupted from the crowd, answering his question. Yes, we've had a good time too. But all good things must come to an end. He let the end of the sentence hang, allowing space for the crowd to begin shouting their disapproval. But it's late, Hector teased them. Meanwhile, stood in the shadows just off the ring, Baby jogged on the spot, breathing deeply, waiting for his cue. He felt Mummy stroke him reassuringly with his boxing glove. But ladies and gentlemen, Hector called, surely, surely it's past the little one's bedtime. The crowd then cheered, anticipating what was coming next. Baby turned to look at Mummy who pouted at him through thick red lips and fluttering fake eyelashes that curled up over their deep purple-painted eyelids. How do I look? Mummy asked. You look beautiful, said Baby, putting his head on Mummy's chest. I think it's time to put Baby to bed, Hector roared for the ring. But Baby don't want to go. Come on, Baby, it's time for bed. Baby heard his cue. The crowd began chanting, Time for bed! Time for bed! And Baby made ready. Mummy kissed him on top of his head. See you on the other side, he whispered in his ear. The gentle warmth of Mummy's voice made Baby's spine tingle. And with a final smile, he turned, making his way into the ring. Hector watched him, waddling around, the crowd roaring as he did a lap, occasionally bending over to show them the skid marks on his nappy. It got a laugh. Obviously. Shit is always funny. I think it's time Baby went to bed, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for bed, Baby? Baby shook his head. If you don't go to bed, Baby, then I'll have to call Mummy. Baby went and stood in the middle, crossing his arms defiantly and shaking his head. You asked for it, Baby. Shall I call Mummy, everyone? Yes, the crowd roared. Oh, mummy! shouted Hector. The crowd began chanting, Mummy! 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 as in he came, long limbs flowing out of the flowery dress that flapped about him. Hector had to admit that he played the part quite well, raising his voice to a comically high pitch and waving his gloved hands despairingly into the air, flustered and frustrated. Baby in turn blew a raspberry and beat the floor with his fists. The build-up was just as important as the fight itself. Hector had got the idea after sitting through some bollocks play in a theatre. It was all tights and shouting, but he had noticed how invested the audience seemed to become in the story, the characters, the drama, the price of a ticket. People love a show. And so Hector gave them one. A simple drama about a mummy and a baby. But his show finished with a fight. A real one. That's why theatre was shit. Baby and Mummy were now up on their feet, circling each other, fists raised. Hector stepped out of the ring to watch from the other side, stalking the outer circle like a wolf eyeing its prey. The crowd were well up for it, goading each of the fighters on with shouts of Smash his face in, Mummy! and Fuck her up, baby! 
Mummy engaged first. An explorative jab and cross were easily deflected by Baby, who ducked down and swung a right hook for Mummy's ribs, who pivoted round, whirling the dress as he did, and one, two, managed to land a couple of punches on Baby's head before dancing out the way, narrowly avoiding another swing. Baby composed himself, and gloves raised stepped towards Mummy, who hopped from toe to toe. Mummy struck out with a jab again, but Baby ducked underneath, coming under Mummy's outstretched arm with a punch to the chest that sent him skidding back. Hector watched as they carried on ducking and diving, throwing jabs at one another, looking for an opening. The crowd, now settled into the fight, whooped with delight as punches were thrown, dodged and landed, the sound of fists on flesh punctuating the chatter and cheers of the onlookers as they egged on either the man in dress or diaper. Mummy was struggling. Even though he had hit more, Baby hit harder, and several well-placed blows had left him gasping for air whilst a straight cross had hit him square in the face. Blood burst from his nose, down his chin, speckling the flowers on his dress. Baby, himself sporting a split lip, looked to Hector to see whether he should finish it. But Hector gave a slight shake of the head. Yes, Mummy might die, but it was too soon to satisfy the crowd, and they probably could make some more money on the bar. Baby went back in, half-heartedly jabbing at Mummy who batted the blows away. Mummy's head was ringing, his mouth caked with blood. He could barely focus on the punches thrown at him that seemed to fly out of a fog filled with lights and noise. He knew Baby was holding off, bless him. Mummy danced backwards, shaking his brain straight, the fog lifted, bringing him back. He spat blood out onto the sand and planted his feet firmly, raising his gloves. Baby advanced with a jab that he parried and returned, watching Baby winding his arm back for a hook that he felt whistle over his head as he ducked below and with a power brought out of desperation, drove an uppercut with all his might into Baby's chin. With a crack that rang out around the canvas, Baby's jaw snapped shut. His head flung back as his eyes rolled white. Staggering back a few paces and reaching for something that wasn't there, Baby fell flat on his back, his foot twitching. Mummy looked about him as the crowd screamed, Go on, Mummy! Finish him! Kill that fucking baby! He paused, before catching Hector's eye who nodded at him, pointing at Mummy and dragging his thumb across his throat. Reluctantly, Mummy threw himself on Baby and began hitting him wildly across the face. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I'm sorry, Mummy whispered in between blows. Baby knew he had no choice. He was just pleased it was all over. The yells of the crowd began to fade, and Baby's vision was filled with Mummy, his face soaked with sweat and tears, street mascara, smudged makeup over his high cheekbones, red lips caked with blood running down his chin. He was so beautiful. Baby wished he could kiss him then. Impossible. So instead he just silently mouthed, I love you, and smiled, letting Mummy know it was all okay. Hector, seeing that Baby wasn't going to get back up, decided it was time to end the battering, and waved at the two clowns, Boris and Sergei, lolling by the stage entrance. They ran on, pushing Mummy away where he lay on his back, breathing deeply. Pulling his gloves off with his teeth, he rolled over onto his side, exhausted, gasping for air and watching as the two skipped around Baby. Mummy hated the clowns. Hector's henchmen, their faces always covered with layers of cracked chalk white paint and oversized manic grins. Short and stocky with colourful baggy clothes and bowler hats that made them look so silly, it hid what they really were. Vicious, violent bullies. Mummy had seen them slide knives through people's eyes simply for looking at them funny. The fact that they were clowns was never factored in. 
They pretended to struggle with Baby, pulling on his legs with exaggerated effort before letting go and falling backwards on top of one another. Baby opened his eyes and, oblivious to what was going on around him, began to heave himself up onto his legs where, still dizzy, he swayed before falling down again. He tried again, whilst the clowns ran around him, pretending to push him over, goaded on by the crowd's shrieks of laughter. Sergei went to fetch a metal bucket from the side of the ring as Baby, bent over with hands on knees, managed to get to his feet. The clown stood in front of Baby, holding the bucket up for all to see. There were cheers of encouragement as the bucket was swung in a great arc. One, two, three, its contents, ribbons of colourful paper, were thrown into Baby's face, sticking to the sweat and blood, turning him into a piñata. He stood, bewildered, before the bucket was brought down hard over his head, forcing him to sit back down again. He pulled at the edges, trying to wrench it off feebly with his gloves as Boris and Sergei danced around him, drumming on the top and screaming, Wah! This was too much for the crowd, who all began shouting, Wah! at the top of their voices. A great mocking, wailing chorus that sent a hot shot of rage running through Mummy's veins. He looked around at the sweating, slurping, burping horde of bawling pigs. The cackling clowns that had cracked his ribs were slapping and kicking his darling baby. And there... Watching from the side, with a shark-wide grin, was Hector. He could have stopped it, if he cared. But in reality, Hector would have been happy to offer crucifixion as entertainment. Mummy hated him, them, this, this. Was this all there was? Was this all that his life was to be? No, there had to be more than this. Baby was worth more than this. He was worth more than... Fuck this! The thought screamed his way around his body, shooting him up and flying from his mouth as he exploded into Boris with a running headbutt that sent the stung clown flying. A sharp elbow caught Sergei on the temple, and he too went sprawling onto the sand. With his hands free, Mummy was able to wrench the bucket off Baby's head. Baby, covered in dried blood, sweat and bits of paper, squinting and blinking at the lights, looked up at Mummy, beaming from ear to ear. It was the most beautiful thing that Mummy had ever seen. And for a brief breath of a moment, they stared into each other's eyes, smiling at one another. The world was perfect. I love you too, whispered Mummy. But the moment was, well, a moment. Mummy saw the alarm in Baby's eyes and turned to see Hector striding across the ring, cane in hand. Baby shot up, setting his sights on the clowns who were now up and advancing on the pair. Boris pulled a knife from his boot and juggled it from hand to hand while Sergei spanned some nunchucks he'd got from, well, somewhere around his head. Baby raised his fists and Mummy spanned the bucket. They stood back to back in the centre of the ring, facing their attackers. The crowd didn't make a sound. The whole big top was silent save for the hum, hum, hum of Sergei's nunchucks. Hector stepped forward, and the crowd gasped as he pulled on the silver wolf's head at the top of the cane, revealing a concealed sword blade. Throwing the sheath come cane to the side, he kissed the wolf's head. Now you die, said Hector, levelling the blade at Mummy. The crowd roared as the still tableau of circus owner, clowns, baby and Mummy burst into life. Hector lunged forward, aiming for Mummy's chest, who parried with the bucket. A great clang rang out as metal hit metal. Baby, meanwhile, kept the clowns at bay with a flurry of punches, making sure to duck that fucking nunchuck as it whirred above his head, hearing the cling-clong clang of Hector's sabre against Mummy's bucket. Baby knew he was going to have to deal with these two alone. They moved like hyenas, heads lowered, looking for an opening to take him down. He kept his back to Mummy, knowing that if he ventured out, then they'd pincer him. Baby breathed poised, watching for his moment. 
Meanwhile, Mummy was doing all he could to defend himself from Hector, whose sword swooped singing as it sliced through the air to crash down on the bucket, beating out a rhythm of battle that rang throughout the tent. Hector could sense that Mummy was tired. The bucket was heavy, and it was only a matter of time before he would find an opening and tear into Mummy's guts with his blade. Mummy knew it too, and watched as a grinning Hector danced around him. He could feel Baby behind him, grunting as he swung at the clowns, knowing that if either moved then the other would be exposed. Both were exhausted, but determined. They were in it together, whatever the outcome. The clowns were advancing on Baby. Boris first with his knife and Sergei behind him whirling that fucking nunchuck above his head. Baby played up his fatigue, inviting them to get closer as he appeared defenseless. He could see their grins, thinking they had finally got him. Within striking distance at the last moment as Boris made ready to lunge forward with his knife, hoping to bring it up into Baby's ribs and puncture his lung, Baby burst off his back foot. Driving himself forward, he got in under the knife and fucking nunchuck, taking the clowns by surprise. He wrapped his thick arms around Boris's chest, who felt himself lifted up in the air, his back slamming into Sergei, who was knocked to the floor and trampled on by Baby as he charged forward, and then leapt up, taking Boris with him. Time slowed for Boris as he travelled through the air. He noticed the faces of the crowd. Pints paused at lips mid-swing, wide mouths, sweat running down Baby's face, shining in the lights, brilliant blue eyes locked with his, locked in an embrace, thick arms, oh shit, wrapped around his spine as they fell, the top of the tent, red and white, a warm night, oh shit, Sergei staggering up, running, shouting, Baby's breath on his neck, oh shit, the knife slipping from his fingers, he didn't want to be here, the ground on the back of his head, oh shit, he was going to die, oh shit, his scream cut, short, ribs cracking, oh shit, snapping, splinters, something punctured, oh shit, he couldn't breathe, blood rushed into his throat, his mouth, eyes bulging, oh shit, he couldn't see, choking, choking, he couldn't breathe, oh shit, he couldn't breathe, he couldn't, oh shit. Baby lifted himself from the mangled mess of Boris who lay below him, arms outstretched, splattered on the ground, his body crumbled with the full weight of Baby crashing down on it. As soon as he was up, he was down again, brought to his knees by Sergei, who leapt onto his back, wrapping the fucking nunchucks around Baby's neck. Baby bucked, trying to shake Sergei off, but he had the chain wrapped tightly around his throat, cutting the air supply. Mummy had turned momentarily at the sound of Boris being crushed. He saw the rodeo between Baby and Sergei and could see the bucking Baby was struggling. He was exhausted, his face red, eyes bloodshot and bulging. Hector, seeing his opponent distracted, took his chance and lunged, throwing himself and the sword forward, aiming straight for Mummy's guts. Mummy turned and instinctively brought the bottom of the bucket up, holding it out at arm's length, but the sword pierced through, driving forward through the metal. Mummy watched his wicked tip racing towards him, looking to open him up to cut, rip, tear and slash and... stop. To his amazement, it stopped, right before his navel, its quivering tip tickling his tummy. Hector had thrust the sword into the bucket right up to his hilt, but Mummy's long arms had just managed to hold the blade off. The crowd gasped, and Hector laughed, believing that Mummy, doubled over, had been impaled. You are finished. Did you really think you could defeat me? Hector growled. You are nothing, Mummy. Mummy looked up and smiled. Towering over Hector, whose leering, sneering smile of victory fell as he felt the wolf's head hilt pulled from his fingers as Mummy dragged the bucket back to swing it round his head, sending the blade flying out into the sand. Hector gulped as Mummy, with fury in his eyes, brought the bucket round to slam in the side of Hector's face, spinning him away. 
As Mummy approached Hector, readying his bucket for another swing, there was the sound of hooves thundering on sand, the crowd taking up a chorus of disbelievers charging out into the ring there came the zebra, ridden by the chimp, who, clearly fed up with feeling the handler's cruel whip on her shoulders, had ripped his arm off and she waved it above her head, screaming ook at the top of her lungs. She rode past a bewildered Hector, slapping him in the face with a dismembered limb before charging over to Sergei and Baby, where she leapt from the zebra onto Sergei's back, tackling him off Baby, who lay there, wheezing, his lungs drinking in the air deeply. Sergei barely had time to get to his feet and take in the fact that he was facing a chimpanzee before he found himself wrapped in her great hairy arms. Chimpanzee is strong, and Sergei stood no chance as she grabbed hold of his throat and began to twist and pull, ripping his head from his shoulders like the cork from a wine bottle. She held up the still-blinking head with a triumphant, Ooh, ah! pleased with herself. Hector, still reeling from being slapped with a dismembered arm by a chimpanzee riding on a zebra, watched as Sergei's headless body crumbled to the floor. The sound of retching came from the crowd as the clown's head was held up for them to see. Hector then realized that he was all alone. Baby had got to his feet, and the orangutan was shuffling towards him, casually juggling the head in one of her huge hands. Hector backed away from them, holding his hands out. If he could just get out of the ring. He looked at the crowd. Help! He called out. Help me! Somebody do something! They're just here for a show. He heard a voice behind him, and turned just in time to see Mummy bringing the bucket round to hit Hector across his jaw. Another slam and Hector was now on his back. Mummy standing over him, mad eyes red with rage. Mummy brought the bucket crashing down on Hector's face, splintering his nose. And then again, and again, and again, his mouth flooded with blood and bits of broken teeth, his jaw shattered and his eye socket cracked as Mummy, in a frenzy, hammered the bucket down till all that was left was a pulp of broken bones, blood and brain, like a splattered strawberry in a tailored coat. Mummy stood over the finely dressed mess below him. Looking up at the crowd, he saw the horrified faces. They sat in open-mouthed silence. He felt nothing but contempt for them and hurled the bucket into the benches, forcing some onlookers to dive out the way. You having a good time? called Mummy. Are you not having a good time? The chimpanzee, not wanting to be left out, shouted, Ooh-ah! which probably meant something similar, and threw the clown's head into the lap of a small boy, who immediately vomited into it. Meanwhile, Baby had mounted the zebra, and he reached out to Mummy, pulling him up behind him. The chimpanzee clambered on too, and with a hoo-ah, the zebra took off, out of the ring, out of the big top and out into the warm summer's night. Where are we going? Mummy asked. Baby looked over his shoulder. I don't know. Away. Away from here, as far away as we possibly can. We just killed three men in front of a lot of people. We're murderers, Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, we are said Mummy, wrapping his arms around Baby's large frame and putting his head on his back. I love you, Baby, he said. I love you too, Mummy, Baby replied. The chimpanzee said, Ooh-ah! and patted the zebra, who said nothing but carried on down the dusty road towards the setting sun on the horizon, where the next adventure could begin. What a story. It had everything. A beginning, middle, an end. What more do you want? Nothing. Good. Well, this has been fun. I like spending time with you. Coming in your ear, sitting in your head. I hope we get to do it again soon. Until next time. Be well.